This is TF Wire Transformers Week in Review, episode 57, recorded October 1st, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. We shall call you New Soundwave. It pays to get Transformers because get girls. This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. This is Matt Spader. This is Curious Saying Transformer. Chill out. Hello and welcome to TF Wire. I am Jesse slash Matrix Prime and yes, I'm back this week. I'm joined by... Yay! I'm joined by Hour 64. Botcon kicked ass. (laughs) And Curious. England is always great. Spada is doing something with his family this weekend and couldn't make it. All day with his family, like 8am to 10pm. <laughs> That's loss. nuts. It's like a crazy amount of family, that. Maybe he's got like, you know, 16 kids or something. Well, That's no point w- in speculating about that. That's way too much family time for me. Yeah. But I digress. On to Bacon. I think that's all there is this week. <laughs> yes, he this says, is our... That's kind this, of understatement, isn't it? That's all yeah. there is. Just BotCon. This is our BotCon 2006 Roundup Edition. But before we talk about that, let's talk about BotCon 2007. Sure. Apparently, the location has been announced, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Yep. And it's they going announced to be... it at the dinner. Yes, and it will be taking place the last weekend in June, first weekend in July. Uh, yeah... It'll be, uh, I think, June 29th, 30th, and July 1st. Unless weekend, you count Thursday, unless it'll be 28th also. The weekend right before the movie opening. Indeed. Yes. And rumor has it, the specific reason that weekend was chosen is exactly because <laughs> the movie is coming out that weekend, and they will be showing the movie. Okay, question for you. Where are they going to house all these people to show this movie? Well, they also have to come up with a uh, place to house all the Hasbro people who are going to be given a sneak preview of the movie. And from what I... I don't know if it's just the Hasbro people on the Transformers team or if it's everyone. I think it may be everyone. (laughs) They might just end up renting out a movie theater in the area for Hasbro and then letting the Transformers people go in because, hey, they're there. How how many uh, people does a typical movie theater hold? Do you know? Uh, don't know about a single theater, but I think they'd be renting out the entire building and showing it on every screen. Right, but I'm just thinking, uh, how many people actually go to BotCon? Uh, this year it seemed like it was, uh... Higher than last year? Probably. How many was it last year? One was uh, at the door on Saturday. I don't recall. I, I do think that uh, attendance was down last year. Don't quote me on that, though. Well, it was in the middle of nowhere in Texas. What do you expect? <laughs> That's true. I'd say I'm horrible at estimating numbers. I'm probably wrong, but it'd probably say maybe a thousand people over the course of the weekend. Oh, so we could all fit in a movie theater then. Yeah. And by we, I mean uh, we might actually make it to BotCon 2007, yeah. all of us. I know I'm going either way. I'm probably going to go. I would love to go. I'd have to schedule a month away in America around it, but still. <laughs> go for it. Hmm. Do it, Curious. 
Stay at your guy's house to sleep on the sofa for a month. Yeah. What house? <laughs> uh, I'll share a room with you and your housemate, roommate. Alright. Uh, that would work well at college. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be allowed to stay for up to three days in a row. At which point they'd kick you out. Oh, I could see all the kind of like sights of the college in that time, like the wind tunnel and the steps you sit on to eat your lunch and... Uh, that's what I. Place we throw British people when they get annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, messing with you. And, and then he's gonna trek up to Michigan and he's gonna stay with me, right? And before he leaves, he'll drop off at uh, Spader's house and uh, call around with yeah. some pizza. You know, I already know where he lives, so <laughs> he, 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 even if he says no, I'll just come around. So <laughs> I come bearing gifts, a pizza. <laughs> okay, so enough on back in 2007. Uh, probably. I mean. I don't know that much more about it. Have they started oh, leaking actually, the exclusives? Actually, I do. Believe it or not, I actually have information to that effect. Oh. Any you rumor, care to share? Rumor has it that... Actually, no, this was just about... I heard Brian Singer talking about... I heard that Brian Singer talked about something like this just around. They that were Brian original, Singer? Ah, crap. Savage, not Singer. Savage. <laughs> the okay. idiot who runs the con. Uh... Savage was saying, well, he's... I'll shut up now while I'm ahead and just get to the <laughs> thing. Uh, apparently, the original planned exclusives were G2-based, was like a G2-themed idea, with uh, what sideways from Cybertron ending up as a Cybertronian army drone and a few other things like that, but they scrapped the idea and are doing something completely different for next year. And apparently they do already have it figured out because uh, they said the suggestions taken at this year's survey are going to be used for the 2008 convention. Hmm. So maybe the Master Collector is actually doing something right this time? Uh, it would really be shocking, but yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, it is shocking. It seems like they are doing it right. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yep. Okay, so on to BotCon 2006 now. Yeah, the whole thing was a blast. So, start <laughs> mentioning news topics. Okay. I'll get to my con report at the end, like we talked about. Right, but I thought maybe you'd say something else. Like, you no. elaborate a little bit? <laughs> I'll elaborate at the end when I get going through the entire thing that I did on the thing. Okay. The thing, and the thing, so and the stuff, and the junk, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Transformers Classics. We, we pretty much uh, saw this one coming. Bumblebee will be repainted as Cliffjumper. Big surprise! Uh, Ramjet may be repainted as Dirge and Thrust. And uh, Rishu G1 Soundwave will actually be a part of the Classics line. And we'll also be seeing the Energon Devastator repackaged in the Classics uh, packaging. And this will be a Walmart exclusive. Yep. I think the uh, Devastator was kind of unnecessary. <laughs> Yeah. The Soundwave reissue actually looks kind of cool. They're still trying to figure out if it's going to be the uh, small door or the big door. Now, did you see this figure when you were there? Uh, I did. It had the small door, but okay. it's very possible that it was an original Soundwave that was just in good condition that they'd put in the box. Well, what does the it front was... of the box look like? I haven't seen a picture of that. The front of the box looks... It's basically a cross between the classics and the... Book reissues. I actually have a picture of it with me. I'll send it to you after the show. We can nice. maybe put it up on the website or something. I can show notes. I, yeah, I took a bunch of pictures. I'll send them up on the website. Cool. Yeah. Uh, 
the sound wave box, there is that huge part that's sticking up about over the thing. That looks like it was taped in. It probably folds up when you open the box doors. That that was a nice touch. I like that. That was really cool. And as far as the box itself goes, they don't have the inside of the packaging figured out because Laserbeak was taped in place at the top of the box and Soundwave and Ravage were <laughs> kind of laying at the bottom. <laughs> oh, you mean they're not going to be taped in when they're shipped? Nope. Oh. So, was there, like, G1 box art on the front, or was it more... I'm trying to remember. Let me take a look. Uh, was it, like, some of the later reissues we got, where it was, like, uh, new artwork? Let me check. I'm checking, 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 <laughs> checking, 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 checking. Credit card, credit card, credit card, savings account, savings account, savings account, savings account, savings account. Debit card, debit card. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it looks... Okay, that's actually kind of weird. The front of the box is a picture a of picture. the toy. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing it's not final, huh? Uh, it looks decent. It looks like it may well be final. I think that was a picture based on the picture that I took. But There's actual artwork on the back. And the way the picture is, it's posed really nicely. That's cool. And uh, other than that, it looks... Like, uh, if you substituted a real picture that's posed dynamically for the box art that they used on the commemorative edition and replaced the G1-ish look of the boxes with a more classic-y look. But the layout is about the same. Cool. Any word on any more G, uh, G1 reissues? or is that uh, it? They said that this is entirely it. <laughs> of course, they said that last time here with the yeah. Astro Train, so who knows. Anyone get to pick this one up? Uh, I spent 60 bucks on Reissue Sound Blaster. <laughs> I'm not spending another 40 bucks on Reissue Soundwave. Isn't I'm this happy one only 30? Bla- what? Isn't it only 30? I don't know. It's 30 or 40. They didn't have a retail price listed. The tag for it was handwritten. Uh, I think you can pre-order it right now on Amazon. Though Amazon seems to think it's a video game, so... <laughs> yeah, Amazon isn't the <laughs> most trustworthy source, it seems. <laughs> They said the reason they went with this one is specifically because of the movie bringing about nostalgia for the whole thing. That makes sense. So, what were the other ones that we mentioned about classics? Uh, Cliff Jumper. Oh, Cliff Jumper is purdy in person. What about. Uh... It's a different scheme of paint applications, and the silver looks really, really good on him. The one I'm interested in are the Coneheads, and Ram- Ramjet in, in particular. Yeah, we're getting a. N- Remolded Starscream as the Coneheads, and they've said that they're... It One, it looks good. They did uh, new wings and stuff on it, too. It's a very much a new toy. Yep. And uh, it looks good. And they've said that this is the last new mold that's going to get repainted to hell and back as far as uh, <laughs> the jets go. We've got our good Starscreams. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, I actually like these repaints, though. They're good. They're really right. good. Yeah. And there's also, uh, we saw pictures of a possible Cosmos figure? Uh, yes, that apparently came from the design panel, which I didn't get to go to. Oh. Aaron really liked the idea of doing a uh, Classics Cosmos. I think it eventually got shot down, though. Oh. Hasbro uh, no. head honchos said no. Damn, did, have you actually seen a picture sad. of it? Uh, I have seen the picture of it only in passing. I didn't get to take a good look at it. I missed that day of BotCon, unfortunately. Uh, And as a walk-in, I wouldn't have been allowed into anything anyway. (laughs) 
Anything else on classics? Yeah, Grimlock looks pretty cool in person. And oh, I, yes, Grimlock. Yeah. And uh, I had some hands-on time with the uh, Megatron, Bumblebee, and Hot Rod. Nice. Great figures? Hot Rod is my least favorite of the three, and Hot Rod is a good toy. So why is it your least favorite? Uh, the elbows do the thing where they pin in at the top of the elbow, so when you actually move it, it doesn't actually uh, look like there's anything in there. I just prefer okay. ball-jointed elbows. Yeah. Even more though, so than just for the articulation. It makes it look like it could actually work if you tried to flesh out the design and uh, make it a little more complicated. They did try to make it look like it would work with like making a square go through there, but it's still too thin to look like it works. Uh, the fold-out fist and the fold-out uh, buzzsaw thing are quite cool. It is specifically fold-out. You don't have parts sitting around or anything like that. The flame launcher is kind of cool. The transformation is nifty. Cool. Uh, Bumblebee is fun as hell. The transformation is very reminiscent of Energon Strongarm. And since Energon Strongarm was awesome, and this is probably better than Energon Strongarm, you guys are in for a treat. Is there anything better than Energon Strongarm? Uh, Classics Megatron. <laughs> we finally have a gun. Yes! It's fun as hell. Cool. It's kind of on the smaller side, but unless you have uh, basketball player gigantic hands, <laughs> you're going to be able to hold it. I have gorilla hands, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're not going to be able to hold it. But <laughs> most people are going to be able to. It's designed more for kids, and they probably wouldn't have been able to make it if it was the size of the Maverick that it's been compared to, but... It's fun, and the transformation is just so much fun to go through. Have you guys seen the uh, um, the thread in the AllSpark about possibly repainting that as a, uh, what was it, Perceptor? No. No, I you didn't see that thread? Well, there's a thread on the AllSpark. And Dude, I've been we'll at BotCon for the past two days. Uh, well, okay. Maybe we'll post a, a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, um, we can do that. Which are going to be at uh, the TF Lawyer forums, by the way. Yep. yep. And anyways, um, someone uh, transformed the figure, and it actually looks like a microscope. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, I can see how they would pull that off. It's J just remold the head, and hey, I think it'd work. Yep. So, anything else on classics? Uh, they say we're only getting two waves to start with. We might get three, but it won't be anything as far as new molds goes. Uh, I'd be happy with that anyways. Yeah, it's cool. And it's My just, wallet would be happy. Yeah, and it's just designed to be a stopgap before the movie. Right. Uh, I can save some money. Yep. Yeah. My wallet's <laughs> going to be hurting with the classics line, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Legends of Cybertron they're doing for that is cool. Do we have those on the show list, or should I talk about them now? Go for it. Uh, yeah, they did a bunch of new designs. I actually managed to spend some time with the guy who did the uh, color schemes for them. Trypticon looks great. They finally did a evil prime repaint that is not Scourge colored. <laughs> it's Menasaur. Yes, Menasaur. That one was really cool. Uh, David Willis was really happy with the uh, Legends of Cybertron Hotshot redeco. He's calling it a uh, Hotshot, and the guy who redid it is calling it Hotshot, but the packaging is calling it Bumblebee. Well, he's the guy who's calling it Hotshot was just doing that to uh, get a rise out of Walkie, I think. But <laughs> uh, yeah, they look really fun. Oh, and the Lyo Prime is quite creative. I would not have imagined getting that out of it, but it looks very good. I will admit the paint scheme looks pretty good. And the classics figures are actually hitting stores now. Yeah, I've been hearing that. I saw a few people. I 
saw a guy with AstroTrain and I got to spend about 30 seconds with it. That one was pretty fun, too. Uh, I, I'm going to take it you haven't even looked yet, but, well, never mind. I want to ask Kyrus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyrus, sorry about that. Uh, ask <laughs> that me again in six living months. Living in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was at, I was sitting at the end of the con. There was a British guy who was walking around having all the designers sign his uh, sound wave and said, okay, I'm not going to be able to get the classics for another year when I come to BotCon 07. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, what else do we have on the list? Uh, well, titaniums. Yeah. We saw a couple of new titaniums here at, at BotCon. We the, saw uh, the, the Fallen. G1 Ultra Magnus. Ooh. G1 Ultra Magnus looks good. Unfortunately, looks like we a didn't... really nice figure. It does. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the uh, vehicle mode. Yeah, that really puzzles me. I'm wondering if it's going to turn into uh, one very highly reminiscent of G1 Magnus because the they robot mode is so is spot going on. To turn in, they said they are going to make the vehicle mode into a spot on G1 Magnus. Yep, I, Unfortunately, I that, yep. it is still kind of in production as far as the design stuff goes. I hmm. don't think the version that we saw the picture of is even capable of transforming at this point. Or if it is, it's very fragile. Oh. <laughs> That's why they did not take it out of the case and transform it when a bunch of people came up and asked them to. Uh, they wanted to. They really wanted to. We also saw War Within Megatron. That was quite cool. Now I have a question. Why are they releasing this now rather than Wave 1? I mean, why did we get the Megatron we did? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> they were cutting their teeth on the uh, original Megatron design. So yeah. that when they went around and actually did the real Megatron, it would look good. Wouldn't suffer from floppy yeah. parts and... <laughs> yeah. Floppy Megatron. <laughs> it's not being engineered by the guys at Takara, so they still have some learning to do as to uh, what the thing's going to entail. Uh, next up, The Fallen. Quite cool looking, although for some reason it reminded me of the... Uh, I heard some people saying it reminded them of the uh, IDW Megatron design. And I think it personally reminds me of the Megatron design we saw for uh, Heart of Steel. It really now this is a comic figure, right? Yeah, yeah. it's based off of the uh, War Within Volume Two. The Fallen is one of the thirteen Proto Transformers that Primus brings online. Uh, yep. And then the Fallen one kind of uh, defects to Unicron, and then when Primus sort of comes into the alternate dimension, and becomes a planet. The Fallen gets trapped in subspace or something. Until he finally so gets... Does it, have a it does have an alternate mode, but I don't think we ever got to see it in the comics, did we? I, I must admit... Uh, I we didn't get to see it in the comics, and we didn't get to see it on the Titanium. But it's probably a tank. Yeah. Well, does it actually have an, an assigned faction? Uh, I have no way of knowing. Probably not. I must admit that it with War Within Comics... It might have a unique comics. symbol like the uh, Unicron one did for the uh, three-inch Titanium. Yeah. Okay. I must say that um, I did actually largely skip over Volume Two of War Within. The kind of Fallen one was a very dull character. So <laughs> it was. It's just, oh, look, okay. it's a super all-powerful robot. He's mystical. He's magic. No one can defeat him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, it's very dull. <laughs> so let's move on to the other titaniums. Rumor Beast has machines Cheetor. Yeah. Funny story behind that. Okay. The design team asked them to make a Cheetor. They made Beast Machines instead of uh, the original Beast Wars <laughs> oh, here, like Aaron was thinking. Okay. 
I actually like the Beast Machines cheater yeah, over looks the, good. the Beast Wars one, if you ask me. It's a pleasant surprise. We finally get a version of Beast Machines Cheetor that can stand under its own weight. <laughs> the the legs look a little fat and bulky, but I, but I like it's a trade off from not being able to stand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mean Supreme Cheetor can stand? Well, not if there was uh, any air moving in the room. <laughs> <laughs> not if there was this thing called gravity. Yeah. <clears throat> And rumor has it we may end up getting a six-inch signal lancer. Just because cool. everybody was going like, oh my god, we want signal lancer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see paying $10 for that, though. Or 15 Yeah. Uh, I can see paying 15 bucks for that. I'd pay 50 bucks for it. I want to see it in the main line as a Supreme-sized figure. I want to see it as a role-play toy. That's what oh. I'm talking about. If it was a role-play toy, it would be a Supreme-sized. Yeah! Think of all the practical jokes you could play. <laughs> I think I'll pass. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, we're kind of at a break in the thing before we move on to the next type of toys you want to hear. Any thoughts on the uh, Masterpiece Starscream? Well, there was still War Within Grimlock. Oh. Oh, yeah, him. I thought there was just the idea of War... <laughs> was he on display? I don't... It, no, it's in nah, the works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in the works. So. And there's also a three-inch Predaking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that on display, or is that just mm, in the works? I don't think three-inch Predaking was on display. Let me check my uh, pictures. I can't imagine a three-inch Predaking. Well, he's sort of like one of the big mighty combiners. How can you cram that much detail onto a big three-inch? <laughs> but then again, they've done it with Unicron, so. Yeah, but Unicron wasn't made up of individual figures. But it's the size of a planet, so. <laughs> you know, you can't really get much bigger than that. A single biggest transformer. If they're doing a Predaking, we gotta see a Devastator. I'm surprised we haven't seen one yet. Well, we've got the classics one, and <laughs> uh, for the three inches, we did see a, we saw a bunch of G1 ones. Uh, uh, we got a Soundwave in there, a Galvatron, a black repaint of War Within Prime. Gee, what a shock! Oh yeah, they had <laughs> Predaking out there. It was in packaging. Cool. I I miss that one. So yeah. Looks like a very tiny version of Predaking. Okay, so while we're done with that now, you were bringing up yeah, Masterpiece Starscream? Yeah, we saw a bunch of people picked up their Masterpiece Starscreams from all the booths while they were there. Nice. We saw a bunch of people messing with them. Apparently the thing is a complete pain in the ass to transform. Well, that's only because it suffers from new Transformer Syndrome. Like when I first got my Masterpiece Prime on my uh, uh, alternators, uh, what was he yeah, called? There is the whole Smokescreen, it was kind of quite a pain to do the first time. There is a lot of that as far as it being a pain in the ass, but there's also some really finicky parts. Okay, so question. Yeah. So what color? What? Yeah, what color is the figure actually? What color red is it? Is it red? No, no, no. Because there's so many different. What actual color is the figure? That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> the actual color is like a muddy, 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 grayish green. Green. There is a little <laughs> bit of a green tinge to it. Really? Yeah. Because all the online figure or all the online pictures I've seen of the figure, it's like a bluish gray. I don't know if that's just a flash. It or... looks kind of green in person. Yeah, I've been seeing it look a lot like Thundercracker all over the net, especially with some of the pictures uh, surfacing on the uh, figure dealer pages. That's just my impression of it. The cool things were it came with Archiville. Yeah. The missiles look kind of cool. It has the most awesome sticker sheet I think has ever been provided with a Transformers oh, toy. Oh, so it does come with stickers. What, yes. the, what are the stickers for? Decals. There's if you don't if you want it to actually look like a normal t 
jet and have a decent For disguise. For detailing, Curious. Duh. If you want it to look like a normal jet, you don't have to put them on there. But Decals, if you want it man. to look like uh, Starscream, you can go ahead and put them on there. I think the most interesting I thing... For the uh, emblems, there was a Decepticon logo, and there was like a Waspinator logo. Ooh. <laughs> that was a nice touch. Yeah. They did do some really impressive work, even if it is a bit of the pain in the ass in parts. Uh, I think there were some issues with like the landing gear and stuff like that, you needing to partially transform it to be able to access them and pop them out in vehicle mode. And from other reports I was reading online from BotCon, um... Hasbro may bring the figure over? They basically said in uh, marketing speak that they will. Okay. But something else I read was that it would be in its original form. Oh, yeah. Form. They said yeah. if we're bringing... They said that if we bring it over, it will be in, uh, quote, anime colors, unquote. Cool. And saying that if we bring it over, it'll be in anime colors without significant prompting basically means we're bringing it over. <laughs> Works for me. The one thing a bunch of people noticed was uh, his shoulders have these weird flaps with a small hole in them that can shift from the top of the arm to the side of the arm. Hmm. And some people are thinking that's going to be for, like, uh, attaching a cape. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've also heard that the uh, smirk version of the face, which I haven't had a chance to see up close, looks like uh, he's having a grand mal seizure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, Starscream often look like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, how much you want to bet we see MP06 in anime colors with the cape? And crown. And with cape and crown <laughs> and all that stuff. Yep. And we see it in the United States for about 50 bucks cheaper. <laughs> Saw a lot of people walking around with uh, the MP04 Optimus Prime with trailer, signed by Peter Cullen. Cool. Yeah. I would have loved to have gone and gotten a... Colin, uh, what the hell was that? Oh, that was me whistling in admiration. Yeah. Sorry. Ah. Oh, I would love to have my uh, G1 Prime sign. Well, we can get to that when great. I get to my con report. I attended the Colin panel. We'll get to that when we finish the toys. Oh yeah. Okay, moving on. Yes, moving on. Alternators. Uh, so they were all on display, correct? Uh, everything that's been released up to this point. Everything that's along with some new ones. Everything that's been released up to this point with uh, Rumble and I think Ravage the was new there. Ravage? I'm not 100 yep. percent sure. It it, it, it was, was yeah. It was? Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, they and were And apparently, Rumble will not have hands. Rumble will not have hands. Only the pile drivers. Only the pile drivers. Only the pile drivers. <laughs> and the new Ravage and Rumble will be the last two figures yep. to be released. And apparently the. Uh, listings that we saw in the computer for the Cadillac were legitimate. Yep. But they decided to not go ahead with it, and the character that the uh, Cadillac was going to be was, I called it, Megatron. Yes. That's a shame, too, because that would have been a great that figure. That would have been awesome. And alternators, I guess that's kind of all there is to say about it. We've mentioned our thoughts on the designs for both of them before. Are you, are you guys still into the alternators at all? Yeah. I've I think the hiatus... Uh, Me personally, I think the hiatus is best for everyone involved. <laughs> well, the hiatus won't affect me for another 12 months, and <laughs> I've just got um, Dead End and Optimus Prime, courtesy of my lovely girlfriend at the moment, so uh, they're still going strong in the UK. My girlfriend? Yep. <laughs> I, I haven't bought any alternators, oh, five or six months. And the last one I bought was uh, Skids. And the reason I haven't bought any is because, well, nobody's... 
in the stores here actually putting them out. Mm, that's a shame. So on to the next stuff. Uh, Transformers the movie DVD. Oh yeah. Um, apparently it will feature a casting characters and a Death of Optimus Prime featurette. Yeah, they said they're going to be three different featurettes on there. Huh. They also and yes, keep going. Uh, both DVDs are loaded with Easter eggs. Yep. And and one. <laughs> we got to see a side by side of the remastered version with the original. Apparently, remastered. In this, this is the exception that proves the rule that remastering always looks better. Okay. Because this does not look better. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, let's see. They've chopped off the top and bottom. Like. Well, yeah, but that's only on the widescreen version. It's all widescreen version. It's a 16 by 9 DVD. I thought it was animated in widescreen, but they released it in uh, with the edges chopped off. It was animated in 4.3, and they chopped off the border all the way around a little bit. Wait, 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 wait. Are, are we not getting both mo versions of the movie? No, they remastered it to 16 by 9. The DVD sure? is an anamorphic widescreen. I'm going to have to check the official website. No, I'm sure on this. <laughs> Mark my words. But basically, uh, they're saying the when I saw it in person, they have a little bit more on the left and right, but they chopped about a third of the picture off the top and bottom. Yeah. I don't really care. I'm going to pick it up anyways. I got the original. I'm so. going to pick it up for the special features, but I'm going to pop in the original if I actually want to watch it. Oh, and they redid the colors, which was yep. probably not a good idea, because now uh, the background colors are more vivid, but, for example... Prime is purple? Prime isn't purple, but Hot Rod <laughs> is pink. Ouch. Well, that's part of the appeal of the original film, is that because it was transferred so badly, it looks quite dark and moody and gritty, and that's kind of yeah. completely removed with the remastered colours, but that's not really oh, intentional. Really bright. <laughs> and one of the special features that's included that I'm interested in is Scramble City. They said they did not get the rights to the uh, audio on that. To the audio track, So yep. they have a fan commentary track instead. <laughs> Which is alright with me, since I wouldn't understand the Japanese anyway, so... Yeah. It's kind of a shame to lose that, though, if you actually want to, I don't know, listen to the actual story of the thing, even if you don't understand the words. Who are the fans doing the commentary on it? Uh... uh it's us, Curious. Us. Oh, okay. Yeah. No? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> From what I hear, they have a fan commentary for the whole thing, too. But okay. apparently the fans are going to be, I think, Ben Yi and the uh, Hartmans. Oh. That sounds like the name of a great band. Ben Yee and the Hartmans? <laughs> ben Yee and the Hartmans! Dun, 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 dun. Ben Yee and the Hartmans on their debut album, Botcon. Debuting on the charts <laughs> yes. at number three. Teen Heartthrobs Ben Yee and the Hartman Brothers. <laughs> I'm You're right, that is a great name. And now that our Dave Barry interjection is done... <laughs> uh... Possible comic crossover? Uh, I have. At least rumor. In what sense, <laughs> comic crossover? Uh, they wanted to do a crossover between the Justice League and the Transformers, which uh, I th yeah, I'm not sure not if happening. I. That's not I've assumed it's going to be a comic, or it was mentioned it was going to be a comic. Oh. Hello. And we're losing somebody here.
Michael Bay. Curious, you there? Uh, I'm still hit. Alright. <laughs> uh, a little technical difficulty. Yeah. Welcome back. Alright, so what were we talking about? <laughs> I think we were talking about the rumor of a DC slash Transformers crossover comic. Yes. And yeah, I was about to it. say how incredibly stupid that rumor is. <laughs> you don't want to see Superman take on Megatron? I do. It's just not going to happen. Hey, anything is possible. Well, it seems unlikely because the comic mention was Justice League, and now we've had Justice League and Justice League Unlimited end, and... Well, there's, there's still no a Justice League comic. There's always a Justice League comic, but there's no sort and of supporting toy line. Crossover, it wouldn't... That's, the rumor said it was a comic, not a... Uh, not a toy line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but... You've got... Hmm... Well, the problem is, uh, Transformers comics in the big scheme of things are just done by IDW, and they're really not that big. Yeah. Whereas Justice League is like the kind of biggest, greatest comic in the world. And so what would be the reason for DC doing it? Devil's Advocate here, they have had stuff like uh, Batman versus uh, Hellboy and stuff like that, where they have indie comic publishers team up with uh, major league publishers. Yeah, but in cases like that, um, Hellboy, for example, was written by Todd McFarlane, who was, you know, an artist on Spider-Man, well, and yeah. there's a lot of kind of interpersonal links between his production comic company, uh, what are they called? Image? Image? Yeah. yeah, Image. Uh, and there's a lot of kind of, like, good working links between Image and Marvel and DC, so it, there's very little between IDW and... Like you said, there's very little kind of like relationship between Hasbro and DC. So then our consensus is that this probably won't happen. Considering it was just posted by one of the administrators on IDW, who I think fashions himself a rumor columnist, I'm not putting any stock <laughs> in this whatsoever. Okay then. I'll see. Other news. Minicons. Yes, there were tons of new minicons at the convention. Ooh. And they all looked really, really awesome. Yeah, they're kind of taking the minicons in a different direction and making them look quite funky and cool, realistic, and robotic at the same time. We got a bunch they're of, perfect. We got a bunch of Dinobots, we got a dragon, an eagle, some really cool-looking jets and stuff like that. They're going to be awesome when they come out. If you say so. And they say they're switching back from the two-packs to the three-packs. So yeah. it may turn out that this is going to be our basics for the uh, classics line. Don't they still have three-packs? Uh, no, they switched, they switched over to the two-packs and then went back to the three-packs for a while. They had, like, the two-pack okay. price point, but they're going back to the three-packs entirely now. There's also the one-pack you can get in bootleg stores, where I've just picked up a copy <laughs> of the uh, giant bootleg destruction minicon team. Or... Yes. Classics. And I yeah. saw the military team in there the other day as well. So, uh... Other news? Um, Anyone? Well, I would like to talk briefly about a couple of the unused concepts that they were showing in the uh, design panel. They had a couple of mentions of two planets which never got featured in the Galaxy Force Cybertron TV show that they'd started developing concepts for, like uh, the Destruction Apocalypse. I think it was the Apocalypse Planet, where all the toys were going to have um, like desert and military camo schemes, and uh, that's where the concept for the Rumble toys, or what they called in? The main line? Rumble? 
Ramble, Ramble and Rumble. That's where yeah. those guys originally came from. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is that it? It's it's just nice to see some of the uh, unused you said a ideas. Was uh, there's another like, one which was, was one? yeah, it's on like Gundam Planet where everyone was sort of mecha and had big boots. Hmm. <laughs> that's probably just uh, they were the breast force. <laughs> I was shivering at that point, so. They were the breast force. Is that a bad joke? Yeah, it was. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we, okay, so there was one other interesting thing that at the end of the Hasbro panel when they took fan questions, uh, yep. I actually took the opportunity to ask them about the uh, prototypes, not prototype, the patent and trade office pictures that we saw discussed last week, the digital yep. camera game system and the. Uh, oh, phone. so you were the person that asked this question? Yes, huh? I was the person that asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And apparently, we got a non-answer. We got a, I'm sorry, I can't tell you anything about those. If it wasn't something like that, I'd imagine, if it wasn't something Transformers related, we would have been told something about it. And it's probably not classics. Because we've seen everything that's coming out in classics. Which leaves either the movie, where it's like uh, you guys were saying last week, I think, about it being part of the movie line, but a little more kid-friendly. Yeah, I think that's most likely. Or it could come from the uh, toy line that's going to come after the movie, which was also hinted at during the panel. They, yeah, they but... They didn't say that it was going to be Cartoon Network, but that was mentioned when they were asking about it, and they said they could confirm that it was going to be a, an American-produced series for the next one after the movie. Yeah, but the cartoon coming after... Um the movie is going to be set in, you know, 100 years or so in the future. And by that point, all those mobile phones will be <laughs> so far out of date, it'll be unfunny. So I guess they're movie toys. Hmm. Who knew? And, we, and going going back to the cartoon, uh, we also learned that the Beast Wars uh, voice actors will be voicing the characters? No. We learned that they won't be. They won't be? No, there's no chance. Except David K. David K. might. Did I read the that whole news story wrong? Probably. <laughs> Thing is, uh, it. it's being produced in the United States, probably in California, and since the Beast Wars people aren't members of the Screen Actors Guild, they would not be allowed uh, to work on it, with yes. the exception of David Kay. And there's also some Who citizenship is? issues. Most of the Beast Wars actors were Canadian. Yep. So, yeah... Unfortunately, we will not be seeing Scott McNeil and Richard Newman and all of them returning and doing voices for the show. Which is a real shame, because they're all really cool. I, as you guys know, I met David Kay at the convention earlier in the year. And I met uh, Richard yep. Newman and uh, Scott McNeil, both of whom were absolutely awesome. And I got to see Blue Man Kuma and, oh god, I feel like a dick for forgetting her name, but the woman who voiced <laughs> Air Razor. And uh, it was awesome seeing all of them. They... <laughs> Had a cool panel too. So we can call you a dick from now on? Uh, no, but if she ever runs into me again <laughs> and she's heard this podcast, she's welcome to. I guess there's no chance of getting her on the show yeah. now. Anyway, Scott <laughs> McNeil is a complete badass. Absolutely. Yeah, so fun. I've heard and good apparently about he's him. just as big a Transformers fan as anybody else at the convention uh, was. Oh. SpaghettiOs. Huh? What's that have uh -oh. to do with anything? SpaghettiOs. Oh, I'm sorry, I just thought Meatballs. we all dropped out again there. Eh. <laughs> Okay, so any other news at Rockcon? Uh, nothing offhand. Before we get your overall. Uh, oh yeah, impression? we got at the end of the uh, Botcon new product panel. 
we got a sneak preview of the movie. Like, not the actual movie or anything like that, but they showed us a trailerish thing. It started up with, like I said at the beginning of the thing, everybody on the movie cast, it seemed like, introducing themselves as Michael Bay. <laughs> and then we got about 45 seconds of everything you can possibly imagine blowing up. It was incredibly awesome. Michael Bay is the right person to be directing this movie. Uh, there were... Well, he can at least do explosions. There were cars being knocked 40 feet into the air as a practical effect. And, uh, I believe there was one scene where, uh, there were a set of Humvees that were being blasted across the desert like tumbleweeds by an explosion. Cool. It just looked incredible. Even if the dialogue's hokey, this is going to be one of the best-looking movies ever. <laughs> and you actually saw the Transformers in their vehicle mode? We saw a bunch of them in their vehicle mode. Bumblebee was actually cool. Like, doing a bunch of stunts, like jumping through windows and stuff like that. And the rest of them barreling down the middle of streets, and just the whole thing was awesome. And Prime has a Autobot uh, hood ornament? Yes, Prime has an Autobot hood ornament. It's the little nice touches touch. that make it incredibly <laughs> awesome. Yes. Anything else? Uh, that's it offhand as far as news goes. Okay, so your overall impressions? My overall impressions? It was a blast. The uh, It seems like the non-pre-reg people got treated a bit better this year. <laughs> okay. Uh, got into every panel I wanted to get into. Uh, the uh, Hasbro panel was the first one. Uh, apparently there was a ton of interest in the convention as a whole. On Saturday, the line to get in was out the door. The front door of the arena. Cool. Which was like a... had to be at least a... 100-yard line, at least. And, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, got there, got registered. I met a ton of people from the AltSpark and from, uh, the Ouija channel on IRC. Oh, no TF Warrior fans? Uh, did not run into any of them, unfortunately, no. No Crazy Steve? Uh, no, I did not see Crazy Steve, unfortunately. Although he might have been there and not recognized me because I wasn't painted <laughs> blue and did not have my hand covering oh. most of my face. <laughs> uh, had you just walked around like that all day, people would have recognized you. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, oh. The best part of BotCon, even more so than any of the uh, panels or events or anything like that, it's the fact that you're getting... Okay... It's probably a toss-up between having all the Hasbro people there and being able to interact with them on, like, a personal one-to-one -one basis and being able to just meet up with all the really awesome people that you talk to over the years in the online Transformers fandom and never had the chance to meet in person. It's incredible. Everyone there seems really cool. Everyone's having fun and is all kind of camaraderie. And it's a, just a complete blast. And I don't really cool. regret doing walk-in, because the only thing I really missed out on, other than the toys, which I wouldn't have been able to afford anyway, was the exclusive dinner where they announced where the uh, convention was going to be next year. And apparently that thing was a you, fiasco. You missed out on the autograph sessions. No, I didn't. Well, I had missed out on the autograph sessions, but they were charging money. You could buy tickets and get in, but oh. I actually got to hang out with Scott McNeil and Richard Newman, which is better than having them sign something for me. <laughs> So, yeah. Cool. The, as far as the dinner went, 
Apparently, for a change this year, the food was pretty good. Unfortunately, there was a 20-minute line to get into the buffet, and most of the areas of the buffet had longer lines than that once you actually got into the building. And uh, they didn't have enough seats, so a lot of people ended up having to go out to the food court and eat, because they didn't have a place to sit down inside the building. At least the food was good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the Peter Cullen panel was... I don't feel like I'm the right person to be describing it out of this group, but I'll try anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, as you're the only it. person who went to it, then... <laughs> as somebody who... Matrix, you have a go. Go and describe it, Matrix. Okay, <coughs> shut up. Okay. Shut up. Let me attempt to describe it. <laughs> okay, I mean, like, the way people were reacting to Peter Cullen was amazing, and the way Peter Cullen was reacting back was even more amazing. I don't think the man comprehends why we love him as much as, as a collective fandom as much as we do, but he is incredibly grateful for it, and that showed through in the entire presentation. Cool. Uh, hmm. There were people breaking down and crying, both fans and <laughs> himself almost at one point. <laughs> I oh. don't really get why, but that's why I was saying I'm probably not the right person to describe it, but it was <laughs> interesting. I could see him getting a little emotional, but uh, fans? Yeah, apparently so. Uh, somebody actually okay. gave him a uh, painted piece of him, Optimus Prime, and a lot of the other characters that he's voiced over the years, standing in, I think, like the Kentucky Derby field or something. Yeah, I heard that. It'd be great to see that picture. It looked kind of cool. I only managed to see it from a distance, though. I'd say the most fun part of the con for me, though, after, uh, well, two really fun parts... Well, actually, it's all kind of one really fun part blurred together. Hanging out... <laughs> actually, there was three. Whatever. After the dinner and everybody got back out, <laughs> me, a bunch of people that I'd met online and finally got to meet for the first time, and a few people like Aaron Archer, Eric... forget his last name. Sorry, Eric. Uh, <laughs> Forrest Lee, the guy who's writing the bios for the things at this point, and a few other people from Hasbro... Just sitting around in the hotel la bar and talking for hours on end. That was so fun. It doesn't sound fun, have but it was awesome. Have anything to drink? Uh, I ended up only getting water because uh, I kind of didn't want anybody to get arrested, either me or anyone. Damn, this age limit. On my behalf. <laughs> and uh, Aaron did. And eh, i the whole thing was just amazing, though. I think I ended up staying up till 3 talking to uh, certain groups of people. Cool. Yep. And then... So you highly recommend going then? Oh, yeah. it's If you're a Transformers fan, it's worth whatever it takes to go. Not, like, cool. go out of your way to try to get to it if it's, like, <laughs> on the opposite side of the country one year. But if you have the opportunity so, to just go, go. So definitely not worth going from a country to another country to. Well, Is that what I you're mean, saying? Like, <laughs> no, I'm saying that if you think it's going to come somewhere near you or somewhere closer to you in a future year, go for it. You might want to hold off if you're not willing to drop that kind of money on going out there or you wouldn't have the time. But if you're nearby, even within like a day's drive, it's probably worth it. And uh, So you're going to have to save up for next year, Heroes. Yep. And uh, one other cool thing. Uh, that was last night this morning. Aaron Archer was sitting in the uh, Hasbro booth at the convention where all the toys were set up. And uh, he was just sitting there doing sketches for people. He did cool. about 20. I managed to get one of them. It's now hanging on my wall in a position of honor. Aww. Of who? Uh, I let him have free reign on his ch on a choice of what he did, and I ended up getting Skywarp. Cool. As he and I think three other people independent of him said, 
That looks way too mean to be Starscream. <laughs> I can't believe he can sketch like that starting off in sharp... That's just amazing. Okay, I'll shut up now. You guys say what you're going to say. <laughs> scan uh, it in, scan it in. Anything else? Uh, only that playing Hand Scott McNeil the cell phone is a very fun game to play. <laughs> so, we done? Uh, I believe we are. Okay. Uh, send in your listener questions if you have any questions for us that you want to hear our opinions on or anything like that. Send them to tfyrgmail.com and uh, just post them on the post forums. Them on the forums. Come check those out. Uh, basically, come interact with us. We enjoy it. Hmm. We'll have a whole set of show notes up for this show as well, so you can see exactly what we're talking about. And, and I'll try to load up those pictures I took at the convention, so uh, you guys can take a look at them. Yeah, and try scanning in that Skywarp sketch that uh, Aaron I Archie did. I don't have a working scanner, but I'll take a picture of it for you guys. Okie dokie. Goop. I wish I could have gotten some of the other ones. There, After his Sharpie ran out, other people started doing sketches for him. That was just hilarious. <laughs> Because uh, some people got the bright idea that Aaron needs to have sketches of Kiss Play characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is Matrix Prime signing off for this week. This is Awa64 saying uh, CN7 and Dinobot works at Krispy Kreme. Uh, and, the, and, and this is Curious saying goodnight, everybody. Later. But you hang me out to try, you know